Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 420, (coughs) recorded live on Saturday, July 11th, 2015. And here are your hosts, the man for whom tomorrow is just another day, Dave Pillay. Are are you okay over there? And the man who for whom tomorrow is also just another day, Andy Lowe. Hi. Tomorrow is another day. Tomorrow is another day. 13th is an important date, isn't it? Or do I, am I wrong? Is it the 12th is the important day? Yes, the 12th is the important day. I, for some reason, uh, I had in my head that it was the 13th. No, it's on your, I, well, okay, Woot's on your calendar. Yes, Woot yes, is for those on my calendar, but I couldn't remember if it was the same day or the day after. No, for those of you who don't know, Woot's anniversary is tomorrow. Well, technically yesterday, or the 12th, <laughs> or, or depends on whenever you're listening to When you've to listened this. to the show. Yes. Yeah, the, we. This is not a show geared towards timely news. <laughs> well, it's it's a week in review show, so there is some timeliness to it. Which, mind you, if you're listening to this episode and it has been a significant amount of time, I would love to know why you're listening to this episode. So feel free to email me or message me or do a, somehow get a contact with me because I I would love to know. Do you want to give your email address, perhaps? Well, it's at the end of the episode. Okay, but that assumes people listen to the end of the episode, not True. just the beginning. Well, okay, so if if this is not, if you're listening to this episode and it has not been recent, feel free to email us at mail at rapodcast. It's not been recent? Well, people still, I still, you know, have to listen to the episode that you recorded with Brian and Brendan. Yes, but the, the, never mind. Go on. Mail at rapodcast.net. Yes. Let me know why you're listening to the old episodes. Because I would love to know. Are you just going back through the archives? Are you a new listener who got hooked? Let, let me know, because I'm, I'm, curi- I'm honestly curious about this sort of thing. I know, there are some podcasts that, yes, I've gone back to the beginning and started listening through, but those are more non-time-specific. A lot of our stuff is... Do you, do you just like hearing Andy and I argue with each other? <laughs> if so, we could have another podcast where it's just Dave and Andy argue. Wait, why would we need another podcast for that? <laughs> we wouldn't need another podcast for that, would we? No. <laughs> that's that's this. That is this show. Yes. Hi, Andy. Hi, Dave. It feels like it's been a while. It it has been a couple of weeks. Where were you? Where was I? Where was I? You had your anniversary. Yes. No. There's no way it was your anniversary. Yeah. You know what your was. anniversary was in May. Yeah. No, you're right, because this is July. Right. No, where the heck was I? There was something about a Groupon. Ah, yes. I just I had... assumed it was like a swingers club or something. No. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble for that. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, went and got Manny Petty's done. Cool. And then, uh, oh, on, on, on Sunday, um, uh, because nobody in my family could do anything for Father's Day, we had Father's Day a week later. Ah. So I drove over to the other side of the state, and we had a uh, potluck picnic sort of thing at my sister's house. Cool. So yes, that was my Sunday. It was taken up by going over there, and Saturday. Uh, and this, had, the Manny Petty took the entire Saturday. Uh, no, there was a it was a work party for Kate's coworkers. Okay. She uh, one of her coworkers always has a uh, martini party, and so a bunch of her coworkers come over to their her house, and we all sit around in the backyard and drink martinis. It's more of a, just a potluck. You don't have to drink martinis. But why would you not drink a martini at a martini party? That is an excellent question. Okay. You don't have an answer, do you? I just wasn't really feeling like drinking a martini. You don't strike me as the kind who would often drink martinis. I no. know you enjoy whiskey sours. Yes. Whiskey and Mountain Dew. What? Yeah. that's Mountain Dew was originally created as a whiskey mis- whiskey mixer. I would like to see your source on that. Not right now. I'm just telling you right now, Mountain Dew, whiskey. First link. Mountain Dew was invented as a whiskey mix. Mountain Dew Wikipedia page. Let me find out where it is on the page. Okay, origin of Mountain Dew. All right, here we go. 
Tennessee broad bottlers Barney and Allie Hartman developed Mountain Dew as a mixer. Soft drinks were regional in the 1930s, and Hartman's had difficulty in Knoxville obtaining their preferred soda to mix with liquor, preferably whiskeys. The two men developed their own. Okay. I have a feeling, and I'm, I'm just going to go out on a limb here, the Mountain Dew that we drink today is nothing like the Mountain Dew that they designed as a whiskey mixer. Probably not. But it, uh... That's Mountain Dew was created as a whiskey mixer. So Mountain Dew and whiskey. Okay. It's right in the Wikipedia page. So it's pointing an upper with a downer. Well, it's just like having um, Red, Red Bull, Bull and uh, anything, anything. Yep. Including the terrible, terrible taste of Red Bull. You don't like Red Bull. I don't like Red Bull. I don't like Mountain Dew. I don't like Red Bull. I remember there was a lawsuit against Red Bull that you were able to, if you submitted to the class action lawsuit, you're supposed to get a case of Red Bull. I wonder when that's supposed to happen. Why would anyone want to do that? Okay. Let's see if there's status on the lawsuit. Folks can claim here. Submit your claims. Okay. Frequently asked questions. May 1st, 2015. Clients will be distributed with uh, 150 days after the court grants final approval of the settlement. So they, whenever they settle, then we'll finally get it. At least 100, within 150 days. So I may or may not have a case of Red Bull coming to me at some time this year. Okay. Did we, speaking of, of absolutely gross stuff, we talked about the mouse in Mountain Dew story, right? What? That a guy sued Pepsi claiming he found a, a mouse in a can of Mountain Dew. And Pepsi's defense was, I swear we talked about this, Pepsi's defense was, no, that's impossible because if you had submerged a mouse in Mountain Dew... And it was shipped from the canning facility like that. It wouldn't be a mouse by the time it got to you. That is disgusting. That it would have completely dissolved the mouse in Mountain Dew. And so a group decided to test this. Because that was Pepsi's defense, right? The guy had submitted a picture to the court of a little rat in the can of Mountain Dew. He had cut open the can and there was a rat there. And so a group decided to test this, and they put a mouse, a dead mouse from a pet store, in a mason jar and oh. filled it with Mountain Dew and let uh. it sit for 30 days. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and Pepsi was right. Uh. It dissolved the mouse. So just to be clear, Mountain Dew, the stuff that you're drinking lots of, if you were to bathe in it for an extended period of time... Ah, it would melt your flesh. That is disturbing. They put it on YouTube. I'm not going to Google that. (laughs) I'm not. So don't don't Google that, but just go to Google and type in mouse in, and it should autocomplete to Mountain Dew. Yep. Uh, If you are weak of stomach, if what I just said made you like super squeamish, don't go and watch the video. Thanks, Dave, for it's uh, pretty gross. Deciding for me not to have lunch today. You're welcome, Andy. <laughs> I will sit here and sip on my Dr. Pepper. Because <laughs> you think Dr. Pepper's any worse? Better. Or any better? Yep. It's not Mountain Dew. Until someone puts a video of a mouse being dissolved in Dr. Pepper, I will sit here and drink this in blissful ignorance. That is not a challenge. In any case, so that was your weekend. So speaking and then of last week you got to record. Yeah, speaking of abominations in pictures. Oh, I actually, no, I'm not going to do it. Never, never mind. Okay. So where were you going with that? Uh, I, well, I was going to bring up that you, you made some mistakes in your first round of recording last week. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, we it, it was it was a comedy of errors, ones that I didn't realize until after I had finished recording. Always sucks to have to re-record an episode. You lose some of the spontaneity. Yeah, that was part of the thing. It was like uh, last week's episode, we had a I think we went off on like twenty minutes on that whole NASA bug thing, which was hilarious at the time. But the second time around, we're like, eh. you, you you win some, you lose some. It was kind of funny though to kind of just in my head think about, oh, we were going to go this way with this topic, but now instead we went with this way with this topic, or instead of hitting this topic, we hit the other topic. So it was it was surprising. It's a different episode every time. Do you still have the recorded audio, partly recorded audio from the first one? Uh, no. Okay, just got rid of it? Yes. 
Okay. Another episode lost to time. But not really, because there was the other episode of it. Yeah, I got to host a 4th of July party. What did we do for 4th of July? I don't think we did anything. You recorded. Yeah, we recorded. I hosted a Pathfinder party. Ah, so wait, you were you were playing Pathfinder instead of recording the podcast? From 9 in the morning until 2 in the morning. That's a lot of Pathfinder. We had 10 people over. It was the 4th of July Pathfinder Dome, where it was two groups of four players with two GMs, one GM per group. Uh, and everyone had made characters without knowing what anyone else had made. And we didn't know what the dungeon was or what sorts of things we'd be required to do. That could have ended extremely badly if everybody made squishy mages. Yeah, no one actually made an arcane spellcaster. What? <laughs> no one made a pure arcane caster. You had clerics, you had uh, alchemists, inquisitors, you had brawlers, fighters. I See? was... I was a summoner, which does cast arcane spells, but they're mostly buff spells because I also had a summon. I had an idol on with me. So a lot of people, uh, nobody decided to go for pure DPS, basically. Oh, no. Plenty of people went pure DPS. You can just do pure DPS without being a squishy spellcaster. But it's just not the same. Well, so when, when you die, you bring in your second character. Ah. So everyone made two characters. And then there was a draft. They picked two captains who got to look at the character, uh, the character sheets, but not the characters. They didn't know who was each group, and they got to pick the pairs of characters. And so then those two groups both entered the same dungeon, two versions of the same dungeon, and had to go through it. And whoever got further won. There may have also been the consumption of um, alcoholic beverages, which is to say... There was more booze in my house on the 4th of July than there has cumulatively been in my house since I moved in. Understandable. Uh, we made a vodka watermelon, which was amazing. There were about two cases of hard cider, eight or nine bottles of wine. It was a good day. By the end of it, by the very end of it, people were falling asleep at the table. As I, that was, that's a lot of Pathfinder. I don't know if I could handle that much. Well, but part of it was an endurance test, right? If, if, yeah. you, if you could stay up longer and stay conscious longer, you could make more progress. So what was the result of this completely ridiculous fiasco? Both teams got to the fifth level of the dungeon, uh, but one team got caught up in a fight that the other team got through very, 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 very quickly. And so I'm happy to say my team got further into the dungeon by two rooms. Oof. However, there were also Mario Party points. Uh-oh. So the GMs, without telling people what they were going to score on, <clears throat> were also counting things like, what was the highest amount of damage done on a not-critical attack? What was the highest amount of damage taken by a player? How many crits were there? How many friends did they make? How many floors were completely cleared of all encounters? And so the other team did end up winning by one point. Ooh. It was very sad. I could see that. But it was pretty amazing. Well, I hope you had fun. I did. We may do it again on the New Year's Eve. 20 hours of Pathfinder. Go. Well, now that you had your fun, should we actually get back to what we're supposed to be doing? Yeah, sure. The sooner we finish, the sooner I have to go to work. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, it's true for you, too, right? You're doing that scavenger hunt. No, that's during the week. Oh, well, screw you. <laughs> the only time I have to go on the weekends is when there's a serious issue. And luckily, no one has called my phone yet. Knock on wood. Yep. Oh, believe me, there's there's been some issues over the past two weeks. I'm glad that you said that because I was a, I, when you had said there's been some serious, the word that popped into my mind was, please don't say wood, please don't say wood, please don't say wood. What? Never mind. Someone got the joke. Moving along. <laughs> Topics! Yes. What do we got? Well, the first one that uh, was kind of ridiculous also was the amount of problems that were happening on Wednesday. Problems on Wednesday. There was the United. 
Airlines flights. Yes. There was ground the, the New all York. All their flights. Yep, they, Not, grounded, they grounded all their planes. All their planes. All the planes. They grounded uh, due to computer issues. There was the New York Stock Exchange. Where they suspended trading. trading after its computerized system mysteriously stopped working. And then right after that, the Wall Street Journal webpage went down. All on the same day. Yes. Now, um, according to the Wall Street Journal, the reason why their website went down is basically they collapsed under the large amount of traffic due to the New York Stock Exchange issue. So everybody went to the Wall Street Journal for their, you know... To say, like, hey, what's going on with New York Stock Exchange? Yeah. No, they went to the Wall Street Journal webpage to figure out what was going on, and then the Wall Street Journal literally collapsed under the pressure. Wow. You know what, though? That's that's actually a, a very happy coincidence for United. Because imagine what their stock would have done if the stock exchange hadn't closed. That literally all their planes uh, on Wednesday morning were grounded. That would have been bad. Right. So, I mean, good for them that they managed to time it with the stock market closing as well. (laughs) What's really funny, though, is um, I think it was either the House or the Senate. Somebody in Congress uh, had a panel meeting with the FBI director asking him about Wednesday, going, this doesn't seem right that, you know, this happened. It couldn't have been a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. The head of the FBI uh, first says that they don't believe in coincidences, but then later went and said, yeah, these were all just coincidences. Wait, but you can't say both. We at the FBI do not actually believe in coincidences. Everything happens together for a reason. However, this was just a coincidence. Basically, yes, that is what the FBI told Congress when Congress asked about this. And no one followed up, did they? Not really. Congress was like... No one pushed him on it and said, wait a minute, you just told us that you don't believe in coincidences. Yeah, no, a lot of these panels, I feel like, are just grandstanding for the congressmen. Yeah, they're just politicians being stupid. No, damn it. Hi, Laura. Laura is playing Terraria behind me. Yeah, no, the the politicians are out there and they are making these panels to look like they're doing something. I don't know that they're actually doing anything with it. Probably not. It's just more of the, hey, look at us, we're sort of running things. So the the official stance is it was a coincidence, right? That they are not linked in any way. No. And I'm actually willing to believe that. Yes. No. Like I said, the, the the New York Stock Exchange, Wall Street Journal issues, that was a cause and effect. Because Wall Street Journal basically deals with, it's where all the Wall Street brokers go for their news. So then when the New York Stock Exchange literally just s- suspends trading, everybody goes to the news source to figure out what's going on. And the news source just collapsed under the weight. So those two were just off on their own. The, the whole thing with United and the New York Stock Exchange, that's just... That was coincidental. Law of probability. Sooner or later, things will come up ones things will come up ones natural fails okay i don't think that the expression comes from tabletop role-playing games i just made it up isn't it comes up seven sixes or sevens yeah that's craps but i don't play craps right well okay a why not and b you're just stealing a, a saying without understanding or giving the context well, I felt like my modification put the context actually back into it. Okay. I feel like our audience would understand, hey, everything's coming up ones. Natural ones. But see, yeah. if you'd say they're coming up natural ones, that would have been different than just coming up ones. Because when okay. you say coming up ones, I think that it's coming up snake eyes, which on the first throw of craps is pretty terrible. Yes. Actually, it's on any throw, isn't it? I think so. I don't know. I don't know the rules for craps. Okay. Which comes back to point A. Why don't you play craps? Why would I play craps? It's the only fair game in a casino? Pretty much. Um, blackjack is actually... Well, no, that's actually in your favor if you actually start counting cards. Yes. If you if you play with certain strategies and count cards, you can swing blackjack to your favor. Yes. Casinos tend to frown on that. <laughs> and then kick you out because... And they will kick you out. Their house, their rules. And they will beat you up. Well, not really. Unless, you know, you're playing in casinos in, like, Thailand or something. Or Vegas. Most most of the mob stuff is out of Vegas now. Most of the mob stuff is out of Vegas now. Yeah, it's, it's um, CGP Grey had a really good video about that. That it's not owned by the mob anymore. It's just owned by mega corporations. That like all of the casinos in Vegas are essentially just three companies. Yeah, no, pretty much all of the casinos. 
So speaking of mega corporations. Yeah. I was going to say, like, speaking of Vegas, now I want to play Fallout. But go on. Um, so Ars Technica is one of the websites that we link some of our stories from, right? Yes. So you would think, hey, if an Ars Technica staffer decided to sign up for Comcast Internet, it wouldn't be that hard, right? He, he knows what he's talking about. He, he, he understands things, right? I mean, wouldn't be any harder than anyone else. Are you talking about signing up for like a corporate account with Comcast or just I'm, I want Comcast at home? Um, he wants Comcast at home. He, okay. he lived in Seattle, was getting gigabit service from CenturyLink, but then he had to move. And the new place he moved to only had uh, Comcast internet. Yeah. So you'd think, like, he, he can understand what's going on here. He, he knows what to do, this sort of things there. I think much. it would be easy. It would be easier for him than well, the but, average. But there's not much to do. Like, you call Comcast and say, I would like service. And they yes. come and install. So what happened? Uh, three and a half hours of dealing with Comcast customer service. On the phone? On the phone, including repeated disconnections, like literally the automated phone system would hang up on him. That sucks. Uh, conflicting information from different departments in Comcast. That's stupid. Uh, a surprise $40 fee he had to pay. That's borderline illegal. Uh, misquoted speed information. That's false advertising. <laughs> yep. And... Um, Lots of waiting and confusing. Confusion. Yeah. But he has now some Comcast service. It's it's a bit ridiculous when you read this article about his, literally, him having to deal with Comcast customer service. His trials and tribulations with customers, customer yes. service. Yeah. Wow. I, I mean, signing up for Comcast, it's kind of his own fault, except it's not because that's his only option. Because Comcast and Time Warner and Charter and Verizon all have agreements about who is going to control what territory. Yep. Which I had should dis- be illegal. I had a discussion with that with some of my people at work about the net neutrality case when it was coming in through there. And they were talking about, oh, FCC should stay out of it. They should, it should let the market decide. And I'm like, okay, that's great if we didn't have a state-sponsored monopoly 20 years ago. Yep. We should have then, 20 years ago, have let the market decide. Now we basically have to counteract what we did in the past. Yeah. You're like, no, no, no. And I'm like, well, you can't argue one thing and then, you know, 20 years ago say, well, it was different then. We, If you want the market to control it, then you got to get back to an even playing field. But yeah, no, this was... <laughs> okay, so at the very end of all this thing... He uh, he took his concern to the Comcast Cares Twitter account. Yeah. After some polite back and forth private messaging, Comcast Cares was unable to help, though a rep did ask for my number. A day and a half later, no one had either called or indicated that we would receive a call. Instead, we received an official response to a press request from Charlie Douglas, Executive Director of Corporation Communications for Online Services for Comcast, uh, offered a full apology and a repeated promise to retain the sales staff about such scenarios. Oh, retrain the sales staff about such scenarios. He added that none of the Comcast Blast customers enjoy upload speeds of 25 megabits per second. Even though I do believe on their promotional speeds, yeah. Internet plus 25 with Blast Upgrade. Uh, download speeds up to 150 megabits per second. And he was quoted as saying there was going to be a 25 megabit per second upload speed. But that's not part of the thing. So, yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, this is ridiculous. The amount of chaos. Yeah. It's Comcast. Well, it's also telecoms in general. I remember having to deal with an ISDN line that we have through AT&T. Mm-hmm. There's about four different 800 numbers that you could call, and none of them communicate with the other three 800 numbers. Yep, and they're all going to have different information. They're all going to present it in different ways. Yep. They're all going to lie through their teeth. Yeah. I'm So far, actually, I'm pretty okay with Charter. Every so often, the speed drops out, and I have to reboot the modem, and they don't stop mailing me with hey we want you to buy phone and tv as well as internet you can get it for as low as 30 bucks a month for each piece because yes i really want a landline phone right which by the way a quick question mr telecom person yes if i 
go to like the dollar store and buy a phone that plugs into the wall, can I still make emergency 911 calls? Um, it depends on if you get a dial tone or not. Okay. The dial tone is required. I do believe, well, yes, because if there's no dial tone, then you're, you're disconnected at the, the hub or the box or something. So there's no actual connection with you and the rest of the network. Okay. But I think that they have to allow 911 on landline phones. That's what I thought, but I wanted to double check. Let's see, landline 911 without service. Well, I, I wanted to Google it. I could have just Googled it. I'm working on my Google foo. I'm just I'm I'm double checking from what I remember being correct. Okay. In other news, it's Comic Con right now this weekend. Yes, yes, it is. Was it There's, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or is it Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday? I think Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Crazy stuff coming out of there, which is to say nothing crazy is coming out of Comic Con. It's Comic Con. It's just a Hollywood event now. There was a really cool Star Wars panel, and we linked some of the highlights to it. Spoilers, if you want to be completely surprised by the new movie, then you probably shouldn't watch this. Uh, But you also probably don't want to listen to the show, because we talk about things in the movie every so often, like the fact that there's Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher. They're part of the movie. Ah ha ha. That's no surprise to us. Peter Mayhew was in the audience at the panel. Nice. Yeah, but I mean, why was he not on stage? That's right. Like, <laughs> you had Harrison Ford and and Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill on the stage, and Peter Mayhew was in the audience. I mean, he's not in the movie. I guess. No, is that a spoiler? He is he in the movie? I know Chewie is in the movie. Well, yeah, because he's I, dressed up as Chewie. I remember there was a there's a one of the back one of the things they f- showed at Comic Con was kind of like a little behind the scenes sort of thing. One of them, um, it turns out Simon Pegg is playing an alien in the movie, which I thought was fun. I'm like watching this little behind the scenes thing, and all of a sudden I see Simon Pegg, and he's like, "Oh man, I can." I can die now because this is heaven. I'm sitting there going like, what the hell is Simon Pegg doing there? Who's Simon Pegg? Simon Pegg, Shaun of the Dead. Okay. Hot Fuzz, Restaurant. Sure. Yep. He plays Scotty in the new Star Trek movies. Okay. Which is filming right now, by the way. Yes. What is it? Uh, Star Trek Beyond? Yeah. Beyond what? <clears throat> I don't know. Because they can't do Star Trek 3, right? Yeah, because Spock- Spock's not dead. No. He wasn't fired into the Genesis planet. Because there was no Genesis planet. Because they totally bastardized the script from Wrath of Khan. Yeah. Oh, uh, I watched a a fan theory from, uh, uh, crap, I don't remember what group it was, about the Matrix and the Matrix other movies that you like to pretend don't actually exist. Okay. And it was, if you take it from the perspective that the Matrix itself, it, we, we all agree the Matrix is a simulation, right? Yes. But that the world in which the Matrix is a simulation, which is to say Zion and the humans versus the machines, is also a simulation. So it's, a simu- it's kind of like Inception where it's a thing inside yep. a thing? Yep. It's a simulation in a simulation. And the, the bigger simulation is actually there to keep the machines busy. It's a matrix for the machines. Why would the machines need a matrix? Because you don't want them to revolt and overthrow and actually enslave humanity. So you give them a simulation, which they believe is real, because they're machines, where they have won the war, and they are in control. Mm, I'll have to think about that one. Watch the video, it's really cool. It also makes the movies make a whole lot more sense, and like... The fact that Neo has powers outside of the Matrix. It's well, because he's still in the Matrix. He's, it's still a simulation. Yes, he has powers. So, you know, cool stuff like that. Huh. Chris hmm. Pine was Jack Frost. I didn't know that. Moving on. Well, I was going to go back to more. Um, Time Warner had a lawsuit put against them at one point. Another one? Yes. Keep in mind that we just talked about one like two-ish weeks ago because uh, they were sued about net neutrality. Yes. Uh, this one, uh, robocalls. Yes, robocalls. Robocalls. This lady received a hundred and fifty-three robocalls from Time Warner Cable. In what time period? Was that a hundred and fifty-three in a day? In a week? Was that a hundred and fifty-three in a year? 
Um, I'm not sure when they started. The article does not say. Oh, like, 153 automated calls meant for someone else to her cell phone in less than a year. Okay, so that's only like one every other day. <laughs> At what point do you just block the number? Okay, so she sued Time Warner. Yes, uh, she sued her. For sued, harassment? Uh, well, basically, um, she also, well, let's put it this way. She sued in March 2014. Since March 2014, there were also 74 calls sent to her phone even after she sued them. Yep. What were the calls for? The calls were because uh, they were trying to reach a Louise Perez. Mm-hmm who once held her cell phone number because he was uh, supposedly late paying bills. Okay. So she received the phone calls. Then she actually called uh, Time Warner Cable and told them during a seven-minute discussion with a company representative that, hey, um, I'm not that person. I'm not that person. Can you please stop calling me? And the automated phone system just kept calling. And so she sued, and they kept calling. Okay. And the result was... The result was this trial had been scheduled for July 27th, um, and the judge found her, uh, ruled in her favor, saying that the uh, Time Warner Cable must pay $229,500 because this was against the law of, what was it, what was the law called? Uh, the oh, Federal Telephone Consumer Protection Act, a law meant to curb robocall and telemarketing abuses. Time Warner Cable said, hey, we're not breaking the law because it believed it was calling Perez, who had consented to the calls. But she had told them, I'm not this person. Yes. She had called Comcast, said, I'm not this person. Time Warner. Time Warner. Saying, I'm not this person. Time Warner kept calling. She's like, okay, lawsuit. Time Warner kept calling. So the judge is like, a responsible business would have tried harder to find the Perez and address the problem, but no, Comcast, or not Comcast, Time Warner just kept calling. I wonder how much Perez owed them and whether or not it was worth trying to get that money. I don't know, but still, that's, oh man. This is why people, cable companies and telecom companies have horrible customer service ratings. It's things like this. Yeah. 153 phone calls in less than a year. You've called them, told them to stop. You sued them. They still didn't stop. Well, like, at least they had to pay. But they were fighting that, saying, well, we didn't know. It's like... <laughs> I am reminded of the South Park episode where they introduced, I think it was Comcast, as a, a corporation in the show. Oh, goodness. Yeah, it's, it's pretty... Basically, they insinuate that... Um, all Comcast employees find sexual pleasure in throwing people into loops like that. Oh, goodness. And that hearing people complain about their cable is just, it, it's a turn on to them. Oh. PewDiePie made $7 million last year. $7 million? Holy. We are in the wrong business. We should just be recording ourselves playing video games? That's what it seems. I'm all for it. We have a company. We can do it. True, which we actually still need to get a federal tax ID on. But that's, yep. it becomes complicated when you start adding more than one person. I could relinquish my ownership. But then I would, would feel bad. Because you would own the company? Yes. I'd just be an employee. <sighs> well, no, you can't be an employee then, because then it would be more than one person. Ah, okay. Sole ownership is easy. When you start adding multiple people together, then we'll, things get complicated. We'll look at it and yeah. look into it. Ah, uh, yeah, he made like $7 million. Well, Twitch. Off of YouTube. Twitch. Yeah. Uh, That's see. a lot of money. Yeah, no, $7 million is... No, but the $3.8 billion. That's for the, the gaming video marketplace. That's Okay, so that's everything. Yes, everything right now over the, uh, the market for... What? Wait, what market? What price? Is this just for based on ads they say the market of the the gaming videos yes watching people stream they say the market is 3.8 billion dollars in revenue in revenue yes. are you sure it's in revenue yes because i'm looking at this as market intelligence can be uh, covering the growth market uh, which is now worth 3.8 billion well looking at the regional breakdown north america is out in front with 1.49 billion in revenue europe is 1.14 billion in revenue asia 701 million latin america 270 million and the rest of the world is 21 million 
I so, don't count that as adding up to 3.8. 1.5. 1.1. 0.7. 0.2. Well, do we need to break out a calculator? Is that what you're telling me? 1.5 plus 1.14 plus 0.7 plus 0.2. Ah, uh, it's close enough. 3.5 billion in revenue. Yeah. Jeez. $890 million is viewers are... On track to spend on paid subscriptions and donations. Advertising is seventy-seven percent of that three point eight billion, and corporate sponsorships as well. Why am I not a professional gamer? Why am I not a professional broadcaster? This is—I mean, I'm not the only one asking these questions, right? No, it's actually kind of funny. I can—I can kind of dovetail off of this topic a bit. I still think, by the way, that you streaming Legend of Zelda would be wildly successful. Maybe once you get a house, so that you have a room to do it in. I I, I can dovetail off of this though, which is kind of go funny. for it. Yep. Um, so when I was looking for a job in broadcasting, um, there were two major conferences that I went to. One was the Great Lakes Broadcasting Conference. So this was done by the Michigan Association of Broadcasters. It was their main conference of the year. Then another one I went to in October was the BCBC which was the Broadcaster Career Building Conference. This was for people, who, like students, for, hey, if you want to get a job in this, like go here and they got panels all about how to get a job in the industry. Right. Um, one of the guys who basically got me the job that I'm currently in, uh, he's on the Michigan Association of Broadcasters, uh, one of their boards, uh, kind of pointed me in the direction of this one going, hey, there's a, there's a panel at the BCBC conference that I think you would be perfect for. Hey, do you want to send an email to the lady about this thing? And it's it's literally a panel about, hey, we want people who are new in the industry to kind of like come in and ask people have like could ask them questions about this stuff there. Tell them your story of how you got your job. Mm-hmm. So a conference that I used to go to multiple times, I am now going to be on a panel for. How does that Which, dovetail into this discussion about YouTube and Twitch? Well, there's a lot of people who want a job in TV, radio, or film. There's not a lot of jobs out there. If you make it, you're big. So you're you're comparing this to the success of certain people in the video game streaming market. Yes. There are a lot of people out there who could start streaming video games. It's 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 a, it's a moonshot. It's a lot of people will start throwing it's like a, the, the analogy I always use is you're a message in a bottle, not in the sea, but in a sea of messages and bottles. It's just one of those things where if the stars align, yes, it will work, but 90% of the time you're going to get screwed. Yeah, you're going to get screwed. And there's a lot of people who put a lot of time and effort in these things and it gets nowhere. Yet there's other people who just, you know, it just works. I feel like I'm going to be a bit of a downer on this panel. <laughs> Oh, but it's going to be interesting. But yeah, no, it's just watching these people who think, oh, if I do this, it will work because it's worked for PewDiePie. PewDiePie. PewDiePie, whatever his name is. But it's just that you look at all the other people who are posting things on YouTube and such, and you're a message in a bottle and a sea of messages in bottles. Yeah, you are going to be a downer. Maybe you shouldn't go to this thing. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be a realist. Try and convince these people that how much time and effort they actually have to put in to get this stuff to work. These are people who, who are putting their hopes and dreams in here, and they're coming here for advice, and your advice is don't count on it happening. <laughs> it's not going to come to you on a silver platter. Is that, does that sound better? You, you, that's, that's a better message. Okay. If it does come on a silver platter, then hey, more power to you. That's not a better message. No. <laughs> it won't come to you on a silver platter, but if it does... That's Andy, that's going back to the we don't believe in coincidences, but this is a coincidence. Yeah. You may need to spend a little time thinking about your message. Yes. No, I I definitely I might sit down with a couple other people and be like, so I'm going to do this panel. What should I say? What should I say? You should say how you got your job. Yeah. What it no, took I, to get there. I might do that and then we'll go see what the see what the Q and A afterwards okay. creates. I'm very curious about how this is going to turn out. If you want, I could probably just set my phone on the table and just record this. Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> so speaking of streaming, Chromecast. Yeah. Chromecasts? Yes. You can now uh, plug them into a wired network instead of a wireless. If you buy the $15 adapter. It's half the price of the Chromecast. 
Yeah. But the Chromecast is also super cheap. Yeah, $35 for the Chromecast, $15 for this adapter, and now you can have a wired Chromecast. Which means rather than having to deal with your wonderful, let's see, I've got a, I think we're 802.11G in the apartment right now. So what's G's max speed on a network? You're still on G? Yeah, well, I haven't updated my router. In seven years? No, my little TreadNet router. It's this little blue thing that's about a little bit smaller than a paperback. Still running strong. Okay. Go get yourself a new router, Andy. I will when, you know, I need to. Yep. What is the max speed of 802.11G? Isn't it 10 megabits? Maximum speed. Theoretical speed of wireless G is 54 megabits per second, but that's actually just one way. So you got to cut that in half for dual communication. So we could go from streaming at 20, 26 megabits per second to now streaming at 100 megabits per second. Yep. So that means I could probably get some higher quality stuff. Are you noticing quality uh, issues with it? I don't know. I haven't actually... What, used the Chromecast? In a, in a bit. We haven't used the Chromecast. There was some stuff that I downloaded from the BBC to watch. Andy, run a speed test. Yes, I know my internet speed is not going to be... I'm saying for local content streaming to the Run broadcast. a speed test. Tell me what you get. Why am I running a speed test? Because I want to know what your internet connection is. I'm guessing 1.5 and 0.7, I'm guessing. Since my magical internet is now back to normal. 1.4, 1.5... I wonder how much money they'd make if they, for like one month out of the year, a full month, said, we are going to give you for free really fast internet, and then we'll knock you back down to your normal speed. No increase in price. We won't even send you emails or letter campaigns. We're just going to increase your speed. How many people would, after a month, get frustrated by their normal internet speed and upgrade? Well, they're actually allowing uh, faster internet speed. Oh, upload speed is 0.2 right now. Okay, down is? 1.5. 1.5, and your wireless G is at? Approximately 26. So you, you, you never complained about the quality of your Chromecast over the internet? Well, I don't really use it for over the internet most of the time. What we use the Chromecast for is streaming local content that I have on my external hard drive to the TV. Ah, okay. I, I don't think that it makes that much of a difference. I think it's for people who have spotty Wi-Fi connections and don't want to add a second router to bounce the signal. Which would make sense. Yeah. No, instead you have to add a second router to plug in. That is true. Man, all these consumer-like switches are only four ports, which is not right anymore. Okay, so we got the two computers, the Xbox, the TiVo. So many, yeah, no, yeah, the Blu-ray Most player. of which can be wireless. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Moving still, on. Still like having regular Ethernet. Moving on. Uh, Steam controller? Yeah, no, uh, if you ever wanted to know... How the stream controller evolved, uh, D.A. White, Devin Andrew White, is a uh, Valve developer, works for Valve. Yes, he's a Valve developer. Um, kind of went and basically went seriously in-depth on what your, the Steam controller is going to be. And I mean, like, seriously in-depth. Talking about the prototype, and here's where they started, and here's the problems they ran into, and here's where they are. Yes. Cool. And the, the one he talks about where this is where we're at, is not, it's basically the one that's going to be shipped out to people when they yeah. buy it. In October, I want to say? Yes. Are you getting one? No. There are a few games that I own where I've been playing it with the Xbox One controller, and it's really nice. Like, even Fallout, I've, I've been playing with the Xbox One, because with Vats, it doesn't matter if you use keyboard and mouse or not. I don't, I don't know if even know where my NES controller is. It's around here somewhere. Uh-oh. It's not like I would have thrown that out. It's probably just yep. somewhere. So, oh, one thing we, before we forget, Prime Day is coming up. So if you're listening to this before the 15th, Prime Day is going to be uh, basically Black Huge Friday. on Amazon. In July. Why are they doing this? They want people to... I, I don't know. There's a, a prime living photo contest that you can win $10,000 in Amazon gift cards with. And it's so weird looking at the deals of the day for prime stuff because you have things from gum, archery targets, thongs, gum, socks, pants, shirts. Yes. 
That is exactly what I see as well. There is nothing else there that would be incredibly embarrassed. No, I'm joking. It is what I see because the deals are actually standard, not based on your shopping history. Yeah. God, it's just, Amazon's just a weird, wow, there was a five pound bag of gummy bears for 13 bucks. Yeah. That's a lot of gummy bears. But yeah, so Prime Day is going to be one day shopping event. More deals than Black Friday. And it's exclusive for Prime members. So ha ha to the rest of you plebs. But no, they're I'm also joking. offering free Prime membership for 30 days right now. Oh, well. So you too could get a free Prime membership. Gates are open. Come on in. Yep. Water's fine. So July 15th. If you... What am I doing on July 15th? I'm at work on July 15th. Well, I hope you're at work on a Wednesday. Yep. But it'll be in the office. So I'll actually have uh, the ability to have Amazon Prime open. It'll be like a Woodoff. Yep. Just like tonight. Yep. Should right. we uh, move on? Well, one last thing I want to point out is the fact that uh, IHS Technology is the company that always takes apart the Apple products and other products and sees how much the components cost. Mm-hmm. The Apple Watch for uh, parts, yep. $81.20. It's not very much. No. So the Apple Watch, the minimum price is what, three fifty? Something like that. $83 once you add the actual... Plus labor. Yeah, plus... plus the, R&D. Okay, so they don't... This is just literally the parts in the box is yeah. 80... You're, you're getting $83 of stuff in a box, and you're paying three fifty for it. Yeah. Wow. So four times the markup. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot but, of money. But like I, like you pointed out, it, it this this is just the parts. This is not the R&D, the TV ads. The research, the, the research design. The development, yeah, and all that the stuff. The programming, the software. I will point, oh, well, I won't point out, I will comment, um, I'm still very happy with my Moto 360. Mm. I'm a little disappointed because I bought it like two months too early, evidently. It's down to 150. Really? Yeah, so if you're looking for a smartwatch, Moto 360 is actually pretty sweet. It's kind of funny because my, um, my gear fits a little bit better. It's still a little wonky, but it is better. Mm-hmm. But this could actually lead us into my uh, random review quite nicely. Go for it. All right. Well, this, this was perfect because um, I want to review the Fitbit Charge HR. Fitbit Charge HR. Yes. What Fitbit does the Charge HR, HR stand for? Um, normally 150. It's Fitbit. Oh, heart rate. Yes. The HR stands for heart rate. It's the it's a Fitbit fitness tracker. Yeah. But um, it continuously tracks my heart rate because I can tell you right now my heart rate is All 67 day? beats per minute. All day, every day? Yeah. The problem with the, the, the heart rate thing, though, is you actually, it's, God, pop-up ads. Um, it doesn't show you the heart rate right off the bat. So you actually got to go a couple menus in. But this is, it, it takes your flex, and it's it's the watch format. It can give you the time. It's got the the Fitbit tracking. So I'm, I'm trying this one because, like we said, uh, Kate got a new one from Fitbit because this one was starting to fall apart. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, hey, let me try it out, see how I feel about it, especially since my other one was acting up. So it's the rubberized watch band, which um, it's got a little, uh, I don't even know what to call it, the part where you, you slide the excess band into to keep it on your wrist. Okay. What, what is the, you know, that, that little, like, little thing that slides up and down where you put the... That little thing that slides up and down. Right, so you look at a watch, and you know you got your little clasp, right? Yeah, the container, like the the thing that holds the two bands together. Yes, is what you're talking about. Okay, yes. I don't know if there's a name for that. There's got to be a name for that. I just don't know what it is. Has to be a name for that. There's a name for the friggin' little plastic thing at the end of your shoelace. There's got to be a name for this. Aglet, by the way, if anyone's curious. There's watch parts. All right, here we go. I've got a thing here. Google foo. Come on, picture load up. It's called a free loop or free ring. Okay, because it's free and it slides around. Yes. Got it. Okay. So the free loop um, has a little uh, tab sticking into it, so it slides into the little notches, the adjustment holes. Okay. So it can it can kind of like lock the thing in place, which is kind of annoying to take this on and off, especially since they say that this one is not shower safe. What? Yep. So the, the last the, the last Fitbit that we had was IP67. shower safe. Yeah. Not only shower safe, but like you could swim with it. Yeah. This one, not so much. Okay. Which is kind of annoying because when I'm running with this on, I sweat a lot. 
Yeah. And so it's like I can't take it into the shower, so I, I, like, I got to rinse it off. But then I'm like fearful of rinsing it off because they say it's not a shower safe. Paper towel. Damp paper towel. Yeah. Just wipe it down. Actually, uh, like a baby wipe would probably work great. Yeah, they suggest this uh, – forgot they suggest a couple of things of um, like skin cleaner to clean these things. So um, – yeah, no, not shower safe. Wait, That's a big wait. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? Skin cleaner? Yeah. You mean soap? Well, it's like special. Like they they give two specific brands of soap to use on these things. Okay, but just to be clear, when we talk about skin cleaner, that's soap. Yeah. Okay. So $150 for a continuous heart rate monitor. Yes. Which it's nice because the Fitbit then can um, tell the time, which is good. It's not as fancy as the the big fancy Fitbits, but it's still you can tell time. It can tell you when you're getting a phone call if you set it up with your phone and your phone is compatible with it. So if your phone has Bluetooth, well, the the Bluetooth, uh, the low power Bluetooth, whatever it's called, I think it's like Bluetooth 4.0 something. Yeah. So if it has that version of Bluetooth, then that can work. It doesn't work on Kate's cell phone because her cell phone doesn't have it. Um, but this is, prop- I mean, it looks like it's the same tech that like my watch uses to track your heart rate. Yes. Still has the little LEDs. That yeah, are the little always... green LEDs that are just flashing. Yes. Um, the one downside that I have on this thing, which um, it's got the automatic wake-on feature. So if I flip my wrist quickly and I look at the watch, mm-hmm. the, the time will pop on. The problem is I can't turn that off. So um, if I wake up in the middle of the night and I, you know, move my arm quickly to readjust, I get Bright blinded. B- I get blinded by the light. Bright light. Yes. Because there's no adjustment on how bright this light can be. Yeah. Which is, that's the one thing I like about my Gear Fit is when I put it into sleep mode, um, it won't automatically turn on the screen while I move around. Granted, it will also, you know, block all my phone calls and emails and everything else, which is a bummer, but you win some, you lose some. The other also thing is the fact because they, they say they want it loose on your wrist, so it like slides up and down. And so also every once in a while, I get distracted with Kate's during movies because I can see her green LEDs flashing because they're always on. Yep. Worth the 150 or hold off for better tech? I Well, it depends on what you're trying to get out of your Fitbit. It, yes, it's got the Fitbit, so it's got all the, the Fitbit stuff like yep. tracking your stuff. The, the stairs, tracking your um, calories, supposedly tracking your heart rate. You can do it for the exercise times. It's it's better than what the other Fitbit would be. It's not as fancy as my Gear Fit, but if my Gear Fit, you know, keeps not working correctly, this is a, it's a nice song. I think. What is the price of my Gear Fit right now? Is it 150 as well? Probably. It seems to be the normal price point at this point. Yeah, 150 point. for my Gear Fit. So I'm literally wearing $250 appliances, one on each wrist right now. You have $300 on your wrist, Andy. How does that make you feel? Eh. Says the gentleman who's saving for a home. Yes. Well, it's actually only $100 because this Gear Fit is Kate's old one. Mm-hmm. And my other Gear Fit I got for 100 Okay. So if if... If you're not feeling like the the little the Gear Fit Flex, is that the old one or the 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 Fitbit? I Flex? don't know. I still have the Fitbit One. Yeah, the Fitbit Flex. If you the Fitbit Flex is not enough for you, this one's another step up. So it's got the phone, it's got the times, it still has the silent alarms, which is nice. The silent alarm on this thing is a lot better than the silent alarm on my Gear Fit. I can tell you that for a fact. It's nice. Like this thing will, when I set an alarm, it will wake me up. Plus, it doesn't have to connect to my phone all the time. Cool. For the alarms. Plus, it's got the, the five days of battery life, which is good. Really, my thing is not connected Bluetooth-wise right now. Great. Mm. My Gear Fit's acting up as we speak. Moto 360. Which would also be nice, because isn't that part of uh, Google Fit's yep. thing? Yep. So, yeah, that Fitbit, is... Fitbit Charge right. HR, 150 bucks. Yeah, the problem is also it's got its own little special USB dongle here to charge. Yep. Oh, but that's that's a Fitbit thing. I mean, that's pretty normal. Shall we move on? Um, it's a new dongle. It's not the same as the other ones. Okay. So, Shall we move on? Yes. Random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. What is the one item that you really should throw away, but probably never will? Oh. My portfolio from Research Seminar. Oh, wow. Why do you still have that? Sentimental value. That at one, I can prove that at one point I was a semi-decent writer. You see, now being a little bit of a hoarder, also the child of hoarders, 
that sometimes literally like throwing stuff away, like puts me into a bit of a panic attack. Like I remember cleaning out my closet. Like at one point I had to stop and like what, lie what down. What if I'll need and, this? What? what if, what if I need this in a week? Yeah, no, it was one of those things where it's like, I do, do I need this? Do I not need this? What am I should, it, like? It was a panic attack. I had to like lie down on the floor and just breathe deeply. I actually had to like call Kate in here to like make sure I wasn't going crazy. So there's like a, there's a there's a lot of things I probably should throw away, but probably never will. I'm I'm sitting here as I look at an iPod Nano box that the iPod Nano came in. Throw out the box, Andy. But it's storing the iPod cables and such. There are better storage solutions. Yeah, that's it. oh man, there's so what's what I'm that you should probably really should throw away, but probably never will. Oh man, I don't know. There are many things. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> <sighs> all the things i don't know this is like th- this question just makes me antsy wow i know that's like i it's oh man what should i throw away but probably never will i don't know i don't know there's old pc software here that i probably don't even know if it will actually still run on my computer do you have any of those old aol discs no which is actually those- kind of funny Windows ninety five, ninety eight. I was actually going through cleaning. I was cleaning out my office because it was Friday, and I didn't really want to do a lot of heavy duty work. So I've been going through and cleaning out my office because it's been. I've literally been full time for the past year on the fourteenth. Uh, mm-hmm. So now it's like one of the things with like, well, it's been a year. If I haven't touched one of these things, do I really need to keep it? So now I've been going through all the old stuff there. We had so many old copies. Because Dell, when they send you a computer, they'll send you, like, the recovery disks as well, right? Right. But the recovery disks are just generic. So I was going through them, like, we have, like, 20, 30 copies of Windows XP Service Pack 1 disks. Do we need those? No. No. XP Service Pack 2 disks. Do we need those? I'm going to save one because our automation machine, machines, some of them are still running XP. But Andy, what if you need to image two machines at once? Why the hell would I need to image two machines at once? You wouldn't ever need to. No. That's that's kind of my point. <laughs> Throw out some of your other stuff, Andy. Yeah, no, there's a lot of stuff at work that I got rid of, which was good because I needed some of the CD cases for some of the new stuff that didn't have sleeves yep or came in big boxes and i'm like well i don't need this whole box full of all the documentation i just need the cd so let's throw out the old cd put the new cd in the new sleeve and then go clean things up throw it out yeah no yeah throwing out it's it's a hard knock life there Mm, sure it's so much easier for you i'm guessing no it's actually difficult for me too i have a hard time throwing things out i'm getting better at it though yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, do, do I need it right now? If so, okay, it stays where it is. Am I going to use it in six months to a year? Maybe. Then Ask okay. yourself this question instead. Not, am I going to use it in six months or a year? Have I used it in the last year? True. Ask yourself that question. Have I used this in the last year? If you have not, chances are, even if you think you're going to need it in the next year... You probably won't actually need it in the next year. Throw it out. I sit here as I look at our little HP DeskJet printer, thinking we haven't really used it in the last year, but it's nice to have a spare printer in case I need to print something out and, you know, I run out of ink or something. Have you used it in the last year? No. What do you print? (sighs) Crossword puzzles. Crossword puzzles, coupons, tax You haven't printed any in the last year. How did you do your taxes? I e-filed it. it. Well, I e-filed the federal. I printed out the state one because there's no way okay. I could pay well, but, money. But then you've, you've used it. Not not the small one, the big one. Oh, you, wait, you have two printers? Yes. Andy, get rid of your small printer. But it's a backup. Take care of your big printer. Go donate your small one. Okay. Take it to Goodwill. Let someone else have it. Okay. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, with that, Andy? Oh, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. (laughs) 